1: Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Here
0: we go. Jake and Josh are here to analyze the game they love for the team they love. This is another Dolphins, Dolphins Podcast. Podcast. Here's your host, Jake Mendel and Josh Houts
1: let's let's get right into it then you know you want to tease it we're gonna get right into it so we're under the impression that the Dolphins have established their running back group I I want to shout out Miles Gaskin he got another job he's with the Minnesota Vikings I picked him up right away on fantasy he is not going to start over Alexander Madison but I will tell you right now I do think there's a shot for Miles Gaskin to we'll be sitting here like week 13 and be like Miles Gaskin starting? I, I'm telling you right now, that is definitely something that can happen. <laughs> One of the things we wanted to go through today, gentlemen, was some position groups that kind of raised our eyebrow a little bit. Now that we have a full 53 man roster, you know, even when there's 90 players, you get an idea of, all right, we know 80% of who's going to be cut. But that 20%, there is a huge embrace debate opportunity. So, Joshua, how about you get us started?
0: Yeah, maybe it's just because I'm just filled with copium, you know, right now, just sitting here, just trying to find the good in all this. But I I feel like what we saw this running back unit throughout preseason was pretty good. And I don't want to sit here and say the Dolphins don't need a Jonathan Taylor. They don't need a Dalvin Cook, a Saquon Barkley, a Josh Jacobs, Jingleheimer Smith, you know, all the different guys that they called about. I'm not saying that at all. But I think this running back unit, you know, combined has some talented pieces. You look, Raheem Mostert had his career best 891 yards last season Jeff Wilson was up there too when you combine um, his totals from San Francisco and with Miami and then you know they drafted uh, Devon A. Chain High you know he's a guy that we all were excited about and then there's Salvin Ahmed I mean he looks like honestly maybe arguably the best back in this backfield you know at least if preseason was any yeah yeah preseason was any testament to that so you know I would have loved Jonathan Taylor, you know, if I got off our phone and we sit here and post this podcast and the tray goes down, I'm going to do a Willy Wonka heel click. But I don't think it's the end of the world. And when you have all those weapons on the outside, like a waddle, a uh, Tyree kill, you know, the different pieces, you know, that are continued to build into this offense. I don't think that you need that elite running back. What you need is just to commit to it. And I think that was one of the things that, you know, we talked about before, Jake, throughout the preseason, you saw Mike McDaniel commit to that run game. Um, third in the NFL, 165 yards per game. So um, commit to the run game, give all these guys an opportunity. And then I got to mention Chris Brooks. I mean, we want to talk about some undrafted acorns throughout this podcast. This guy has run hard all preseason, and um, honestly, he earned that roster spot. If or not the Dolphins you know, decide maybe to cut him and try to stash him on a practice squad for someone else, uh, we'll see how that falls. But as of now, he's on the roster, and he deserved it because he was running hard, and um, he's that Thor. He's that Thunder Jake that I always talk about.
1: I love it. I love it. Merrick, I want to ask you, I think the issue with the Dolphins last year, they were a bottom five rushing team, and it had nothing to do with um, the quality of the carries. I think both Jeff Wilson and Raheem Mostert were ranked top 15 in the NFL in terms of yards per carry. What we see now is them just dedicating more time to the run. You know, last year we had Jalen Waddell and Tyree kill being more than 50% of the offense odds are that's going to be kind of close again this year as it should be. But how do you see this playing out? Because I look, I want to start at the end and then we'll work our way up, but, but Chris Brooks, you know, you think about the dolphins keeping five running backs, how on earth does this guy see the field? I like
2: Chris Brooks. I think Chris Brooks, he's your your power back. I think he's your short yardage guy. I think he could be used in goal line situations. I wouldn't be surprised, you know, and this could depend on the health of, of some of the other guys. I think they like Jeff Wilson in kind of that, that power role too. I think he's more of a hybrid and give you a little bit of both, a little bit of that mm-hmm. speed, agility, and then also that power. And it could come down to some injuries to some of those top guys, and we'll knock on wood and hope that doesn't happen. But Chris Brooks has looked good this preseason like I said he could be more of that goal line situation type guy I wouldn't be surprised if he saw himself with five touchdowns at the end of this season and we're all sitting here going all right the Dolphins did it again they found themselves an undrafted free agent acorn uh so to speak so I think you could see him in that role um you know we'll see what his, his pass protection is like out there. Uh, but I guess that's kind of the silver lining in this Jonathan Taylor deal is that now you get to use a hybrid of, of, or a stable of running backs. I should stay, should say, instead of just kind of dedicating, you know, every carry, every touch to one dude, and then having kind of like a change of pace guy come in every now and again, you get to see the dolphins rotate, guys in and out and give the opposing defenses different looks and I like what Chris Brooks brings to the room and I'll be excited when he takes the field this season
1: Josh I want to ask you too because Merrick brings up a great point there's an obvious skill set with someone like Chris Brooks my concern though is does he really have an opportunity to succeed and develop a role if he's that third down short yardage guy if he's that red zone guy that means the opposing defenses are going to know what he's doing when he's on the field. Do you think he has that skill set where maybe that first play could be a fake and him still be involved in the play or still have an opportunity to have a role? Because I think that's where my concern is. I do see like a Lusaka play uh, role right away, but I mean, I don't know if that's worth keeping a, a pseudo second fullback, I guess.
0: I do. And the fact that you're sitting here saying that, though, you would hope that Mike McDaniel, you know, is thinking the same thing. And, you know, okay, so the defense coordinator thinks we're going to run this ball right here on this, you know, fourth and one from the goal line. We're going to obviously run a play action or whatnot. And you have already seen Chris Brooks, you know, showing that he can catch a football a bit. Right. And make some plays in that aspect. So um, I hesitated to tweet it out. But I was going to joke that, you know, for so many years, all we wanted was Dan Marino to have a run game that and that's probably what would have pushed him to a Super Bowl he could have any of these running backs on his uh, roster. You know, those rosters that were competing back then, you know, Raheem Mostert, Jeff Wilson, Jr., Chris Brooks, uh, Salvin Ahmed, and and they probably would have uh, gave Dan Marino a ring. So um, I think we can sit here and, All be bummed and Eeyore around the house. That's what I've been doing all day, you know, just kind of salking and being all (laughs) bummed out that we didn't get Jonathan Taylor. But at the end of the day, the Dolphins kept those draft picks, kept, you know, kept that cap space to hopefully use on Christian Wilkins or whatnot. And now we're going to see what this stable can do because it's the NFL nowadays, man, 2023, you need a stable of running backs. And the Dolphins got a stable and a bunch of guys can do a bunch of different
1: things. The one thing about Salvan Ahmed that stood out right away was the big plays, right? I think he had a 40-something yard run during the preseason. And ripping off plays like that is how you develop a greater role. So, Merrick, I want to ask you, and I want I want us to really refine this take here because I'm going to ride with Josh on this. Would it be crazy if we're sitting here week 16 and, and all of a sudden Selva Anakmet is the lead back for the Dolphins just because maybe he's just a bit younger, a bit fresher. He knows the system that burst is going to be there. I mean, Raheem Mostert was awesome at the end of the year last year, but I wonder if they're going to kind of play it by ear in terms of all right, early in the season, someone might get worn down and, and we start kind of rotating a little bit that way.
2: Certainly possible. I mean, Savon Ahmed, he had limited touches last year, but when he did touch the ball, he did something with it. You know, uh, he has had some electric plays in a Miami Dolphins uniform uh, and he's had some electric plays recently in a Dolphins uniform. He has had himself a really good preseason for the Miami Dolphins. He beat out miles Gaskin for one of those last roster spots, at least in the running back room. Uh, and they're keeping him here for a reason. So like you said, he's younger, pressure legs. Uh, The older guys, you know, they, they tend to get banged up. It's a long season. So if you're telling me week 16, Savon Ahmed is the leading rusher for the Miami Dolphins, at least for week 16, I can buy that. I can buy that for sure.
1: He seems like that fun wild card, doesn't he, Josh?
0: Yeah, I mean, I we joked he kind of looked like Barry Sanders a little bit, right? Well, no, I guess I said Devon A-Chain, and then he got hurt the next day. So I'm going to stop calling people Barry Sanders. But uh, <laughs> he had some wiggle to him. And, I mean, it's funny how some people at camp, you know, we're getting him and Devon A-Chain con- confused, right? Their speed's are so much. Um, I don't want to say Devon A-Chain's at next level, but he kind of is at next gear. And the fact that they were getting these two guys confused is a testament to how good Salvin Men has become. I mean, it seems like every year he does get better, so. Um, it won't surprise me at all if at some point this season, he's that fantasy darling that, you know, you start in
1: DFS one week
0: and win millions of dollars, Scrooge McDuck style.
1: So much happens in an 18 week regular season. Uh, what would you say the percent chance is that Salvan Ahmed has touches the ball more uh, often than Devon Achain? I'd go as far to say 60, 40. I think Salvan Ahmed might, might touch the ball more than Achain this year.
0: 69. Yeah.
1: Nice. <laughs> oh, you're, 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 um, Salvan Ahmed too? You, you think he'll touch uh, A-Chain?
0: I, I think so. I'm starting to get worried. You hear all the preseason hype about A-Chain, but, you know, he's already banged up a little bit. I mean, he's going to be that return man. I mean, they really don't have a reason to utilize him except in those packages that are, you know, made for him. And Savanak meds look so damn good. I mean, um, I'll say 69 just to be funny. I don't know, though. I'd like to see Devon A-Chain earn them reps.
2: You would like to see a chain kind of, kind of take over here. He it, it's his rookie year. The dolphins dolphins have him, uh, under a cheap contract for the next four seasons. Clearly Mike McDaniel is a big fan of a chain. At least he was, uh, during his college years. Cause he was super jazzed up about the pick. He wanted them to take him in the second round, but Chris Greer said, Hey, you know, you know, Chill out on that. We'll get him in the third. They did, and McDaniel was visibly excited for that. Now, A-Chain's a little banged up. But in addition to him being a little banged up, did anyone check his yards per carry numbers in the preseason? Wasn't it like two? I think it might have been I, two. I, I think it's three, like 3.3, somewhere around there. Like, that's not great. That's not very good. And, and when you look at some of those reps, he wasn't very patient on those carries. He kind of ran into bodies a little bit quicker than, than you'd want him to. If he was just a little more patient, he took an extra half second uh, and waited for the hole to open up. There were some running lanes for Devon A-Chain. So that's classic rookie struggles for running backs in the NFL. They're excited. They want to make things happen. Um, and he's just got to get a little more patient uh, in that backfield. So I think I'm still riding with Devon A-Chain if it's between A-Chain and Ahmed, And I think A-Chain will have more touches than Ahmed by the end of the year just because Mike McDaniel really wants this pick to work out.
0: I just wanted to say the way, you know, A Chain was running at times. It almost seemed like when you play Madden, and you take that hand off and you immediately hold in the speed burst button and just kind of run <laughs> yes. into the back of the line
2: or the defender. That's kind of what he was doing. Yeah, that it. that's actually a great uh, analogy there. That, that's pretty much exactly what it looked like. <laughs>